he says that and then we pull up to this restaurant and I'm kind of getting a little emotional in the back. Nobody else hears what he said to me. So all my other buddies are like, okay, Vic, just pull yourself together. We're going there for a hamburger. <laughs> you can come when, when you're okay. And as this emotion is being released, um, that calling surfaces again. Hey y'all, welcome back to Native Soil. This is episode 19, and it is our third episode in the series that we're doing on Protestants, or if you watched our last episode with Mike O'Neill, non-Catholic Christians is his preferred term. Uh, you know, I've heard people say, we're not sure what they're protesting, you know, so maybe it's not the best, uh, the best term, but all these episodes were reflecting on our Protestant brothers and sisters blessings that happen when we come together and share our faith and our common love for Christ. And so, especially after uh, Mike's interview, I felt compelled to share some of my own call to become a priest and the particular role that my Protestant friends had on that process. So one of the things that Mike O'Neill talked about was this place called J.H. Ranch. Um, to give a little backstory to that, a guy named Gene Johnston, who um, lives in Northern California in his early 20s, he made a promise to God one day and he prayed, if you will provide me the resources, I will invest them in a manner that, in a manner that will have eternal value. If you'll provide the resources, I'll invest them that will have eternal value. And so years later, 1979, he's able to buy this 300-acre hunting lodge called the J.H. Ranch. And... He had this sense that he was fulfilling that promise. He started this, this Christian camp, this non-denominational camp. And his son, Bruce, um, was, was the one that really was the camp director and put the program together. There's so many stories there, but long story short, Bruce wound up marrying somebody from Birmingham, Alabama. And the headquarters of J.H. Ranch to this day, it's in Birmingham. But during the summer, they run all different kinds of programming up in JH. So all this to say, um, when I was a sophomore in high school, somebody told me about this camp and some people encouraged me to go out there. So here I am from Montgomery, Alabama. I go way out to Northern California. You fly into Sacramento, you get on school buses, you, you, you drive about eight or nine hours north to this camp. And here I am having this experience. And there's so many things that I could say about being there and the impact that it had on me. Um, but one of the things was that's where I really felt called to be a priest for the first time. I can vividly remember they encouraged you in the mornings to, to start having a quiet time with God. And that was something that I had begun doing in my life a couple years before because of an older friend of mine named Lee Murphy, who had gone to this camp, had, had kind of learned that practice there and, and passed it on to me and some of my Catholic friends to have this quiet time with God, reading scripture and talking to the Lord. So I enjoyed getting up early in the morning, going out in the woods, taking my Bible, a journal, and just talking to God and, and um, reflecting on you know what he had to say to me through scripture that day. And I distinctly remember I'm sitting on a tree stump and... I didn't have a vision, you know, but there are some ideas that 
you think of and there's other ideas that pop into your head. And as I'm sitting there, I have this very clear image all of a sudden pop into my mind of me dressed as a priest uh, like this, standing behind the altar. I've been Catholic my whole life. I had altar served since, you know, fourth grade. I'd never once thought about being a priest, but as soon as that image popped into my head, what I can tell you is an overwhelming peace and joy washed over me, almost like someone was pouring a warm bucket of water over me. And I felt an excitement in my soul that I'd never experienced. And I remember deep down in my soul thinking, wow, like that's why I exist. And um, I just remember thinking, this is so strange to be having this thought at this non-denominational camp out in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere, but that's the experience that I was having. And it was very peaceful, very close encounter with God, and all of that probably lasted about 60 seconds. And then my brain kicked on at, at some point, and, and I started having thoughts of, wait a minute, that means I'm never getting married. That means I'm never having kids. That means I'm wearing black every day. Most people twice my age would be calling me father. Like, ah! <laughs> so it quickly went from like the most serene moment of my life to the most terrifying moment of my life. And, um, but there it was. And I remember just, just walking around and being like, I can't believe that that's what God has planned for me. I have no idea how that's going to unfold. We had a cabin that we were uh, belonged to. And in the evenings, our, our camp counselor, our coaches, we'd all sit around and kind of process the day. And um, my counselor, he was fresh from Australia, a guy named Rob Hay St. Clair, who's actually still working with the ranch and is one of kind of the upper level. He's helped to bring the ranch over to New Zealand. Just a really special guy. But that summer was his very first summer, just being a, a camp counselor. And he was my uh, coach. And I remember going around and everyone was kind of sharing what they experienced that day. And I remember thinking in my head, looking around at this group of guys like, I'm never going to see these guys again. Like, maybe I'll just throw it out there, see what happens. And um, I remember in my mind thinking, when I put this out there, that I feel called to be a, a Catholic priest, like, lightning's going to strike, people are going to freak out, like, there's going to be like a, 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 a rupture in the floor, you know, it's just going to be this, like, really big moment. And so I'm kind of bracing myself for all this, and it, and it came my turn to share, and I remember saying, you know, I was praying today, and I, I feel... I feel God wants me to be a priest. And I'm Catholic, so I guess that means like a Catholic priest. And everyone just kind of was silent for a second. And then they're like, good job, buddy. Next. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, Rob was very firm. He was like, man, that's so special. You know, what a, what a special thing. And But then it just kind of went on. It was just kind of normal in that circle. But um, a lot of other graces came from that from that experience. Um you know, my, earlier in that year, too, my, my parents had gone through a divorce, and that was really hard, but was able to find a lot of healing and forgiveness in that situation. But coming back from the ranch, um, I had this sense of calling, you know, that I didn't have when I got there. And I remember just thinking, this is so strange that I would get this calling um, at this non-Catholic place. So the sense of call stayed with me, and um, but... Quickly getting back with time, I, I told my sisters one time in a very quick way about it. But other than that, I, I just tried to start forgetting about it because the further I got away from that mountaintop experience, the more it's kind of like, ah, I don't know about that. I think maybe I should just be a really good guy and learn more about God and go on with my plan for my life. 
So I did that and, um, you know, but I, I went back to the ranch. I went back there the next summer and I would go back uh, after my freshman year in college as a, as a camp counselor. But what I can say is, so I had that experience. I came, came back home and kind of tried to push it to the side. And some things would happen now and then that would, would, would bring it back up. But interesting, my freshman year of college, I go to Furman University and I joined a uh, fraternity. And as I'm in the midst of doing all this stuff, you know, when you're in college, everyone's asking, well, what are you going to do when you grow up? What are you studying? So I was biology major, pre-med. I'm going to be a doctor. So people ask, what are you majoring? What are you studying? What are you going to do? I always had a really good answer. Well, interestingly, one day um, there was this guy named Mark who was in charge of uh, all the pledges of all of the new members, the formation for new members. And one day I was checking in with him. I was our pledge class president, so I was checking in with him to talk about, you know, the different duties that we had to do or the next thing we had to study. And we just got in this good conversation. I remember he asked me that question that everybody asked. He said, what are you, you going to do, you know, after Furman? I said, well, I'm going to med school. I'll be a doctor. And he's the only person that year who asked me this, but he said, have you ever thought about doing something else? And I remember just him asking that question raised up that that sense of call. And it's the first time I'd even thought about it in months. And I remember thinking to myself, this is kind of risky putting this out there. Number one, this guy's Presbyterian. Number two, he's like in charge of my life right now. <laughs> and number three, I haven't told anyone about this. But something within me said, it's okay to tell this guy. And so I said, you know, there is one thing I've thought about, and, and, and it's I've thought about being a Catholic priest. And without missing a beat, I remember him saying to me, he goes, you know, that is so cool. He goes, it's funny. For years, I was convinced I was going to be a monk. I said, a monk? I said, Mark, you're Presbyterian. He goes, I know. I didn't know how that was going to work out. <laughs> but I felt called to do that. I was like, man, that's crazy. So um, that was the only conversation my whole freshman year that I had with anyone about being a priest, and it was with Mark. So that was freshman year. I go out to the ranch that summer and worked there all summer. Amazing experience. Um, one interesting thing, I was one of the token Catholics who was working out there at the time, and I remember I, I stayed in this like bunk with other camp counselors, and we got to be really good friends. And a couple of the guys were dating uh, girls named Mary. And so um, everybody like had their Mary. And we started this tradition of like saying, they'd say goodnight. They'd be like, all right, you know, telling their girlfriend goodnight or whatever. But since I was Catholic, they're like, Victor, your Mary is Mary. Like, you got, like, the Mary, so you, you need to make sure to tell her goodnight. And I remember they got me, someone had been in a thrift store, and they found this, like, glow-in-the-dark um, nightlight, but it was, like, the Blessed Mother, and there's, like, a light behind it. <laughs> and these Protestant guys bought it for me and made sure to plug it into our, um, into our cabin. And just be kind of, kind of our thing. We'd always make sure to plug it in. If it, even if you were way off in camp, you could kind of see this little – dim light shining in our cab. We're like, that's our Mary uh, watching over us. Kind of silly, but I just mentioned it that that was kind of the, the dynamic of that summer. I'm like the token Catholic, and we're kind of sharing some things here and there. Sophomore year comes around, and I'm taking organic chemistry, and I start playing rugby and just getting busier and having a good time, but just kind of getting more into my own plans. Um. But uh, my buddy Mark kind of inserts 
into the story of my life again. And we were at a fraternity meeting and we were having kind of a real hard discussion, kind of talking about membership. And at some point I'd, I'd kind of spoken on behalf of, um, of somebody that kind of needed somebody to stand up for them. And after that meeting, I remember Mark was a couple years older, so it was kind of strange, but somehow we decided that we would go out to dinner with some guys who are my age. And so I distinctly remember I'm in the car, um, a buddy's driving, another buddy's in the passenger seat, I am in the back left, Mark is in the middle, and another friend is on his right. And as we're driving to this uh, old greasy place in, in Greenville called the Rainbow Drive-In, uh, Mark leans over to me at some point and he says, you know, Vic, I was looking at you during the meeting when you were speaking up, and uh, I saw the face of Christ behind you on the blackboard. I said, what? He said, I was looking at you during the meeting, and as you were speaking up on behalf of this guy, um, I saw the face of Christ on the blackboard. And I was just kind of shocked by what he was saying, but um, I just found myself kind of getting emotional just as he's saying this and trying to process all this. And so we, he says that, and then we pull up to this restaurant, and I'm kind of getting a little emotional in the back. Nobody else hears what he said to me, so all my other buddies are like, okay, Vic, just pull yourself together. We're going there for a hamburger. <laughs> you can come when, when you're okay. So I remember everybody left. I'm in the car all by myself, and I just kind of break down. I, I don't even know why. I'm just feeling so overwhelmed by the presence of God. And as this emotion is being released, um, that calling surfaces again. I think of all these little things that had happened since that moment at JH Ranch when the Lord first put it, the call in my heart, that conversation with Mark a year earlier, a couple of different moments in high school where, where the Lord had kind of surfaced it again. But it was just kind of an amazing moment of the Lord pushing aside the clutter pushing aside my own business, pushing aside my own initiative, and using this Presbyterian guy again named Mark to share with me his insight and to kind of stir the Lord's call. I don't know how long I was out there, but eventually uh, Mark came back to the car to check on me. And I remember I just shared with him everything that was kind of happening in my heart as a, as, since he had left. And it was just a tearful, I remember him giving me a hug and praying with me and, and just saying, you know, Vic, this is, this is God's, this is in God's hands. You know, we just have to follow what he's going to do. So um, there's so many more things I could say about my story, but looking back, it's, it's just amazing the different Protestant brothers and sisters the Lord put in my life to help me discover and have the courage to face my call to be a Catholic priest. And so as Mark was talking about the um, J.H. Ranch, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't help but, um, as Mike, I'm sorry, Mike last week was talking about the J.H. Ranch, I couldn't help but share some of my own story and the impact that it had on me. I remember my, a lot of things happened kind of wavering about uh, seminary, but, you know, my senior year, I, I do apply to seminary. I'm on that, on that way. And I remember one of the guys I live with, John, um, I started learning to pray the rosary and so I'd sit behind our fraternity house sometimes in the afternoon and, and pray the rosary. And uh, my buddy John was not Catholic. Um, his, his grandmother was. But I remember him asking me to teach him how to pray the Hail Mary. And he just took an He knew that I was thinking about giving my life to the church. 
But I did. I can't tell you how much that meant to me. I remember sitting on the on the um, back porch of our fraternity house, praying the rosary together with this Protestant kid who become you know one of my very best friends, and just praying together, and for him to kind of be willing to learn a little bit of of my tradition that I grew up with and to understand something that many times can be foreign to Protestants and the Blessed Mother. I remember he he went on to become go to medical school. We we had become such good friends because we had studied together, and I remember him going to medical school and him calling me one day uh, during his residency and saying, "Vic, I'm I'm really glad you taught me the Hail Mary because I just I just visited some old Catholic lady who's who's dying and I was able to pray the Hail Mary with her, you know, and I could tell how much it meant to her. So. I'm just so thankful for the blessings of my life. I'm thankful for the people that he's put and uh, thankful that the Lord has used all different kinds of Christians to invest in me along the way and also help me to, to discover my own call. It was pretty neat when I got ordained a priest. A lot of my fraternity brothers were at the ordination and I remember somebody from Montgomery, a Catholic from Montgomery, met me at the reception. He goes, I'm pretty sure you were in a fraternity or something in college. I said, yeah, why is that? She goes, I, I think I sat in front of all of them because when everybody clapped, you know, to kind of affirm you guys before you got ordained, they were like jumping up and down on the pews, <laughs> they were like bumping their fist and clapping. And man, did that mean a lot for those guys from all different walks of, uh, of faith and life to be there and to kind of be part of, uh, you know, my journey of faith. So um, in honor of John, in honor of Mark, in honor of the J.H. Ranch, um, I just say thank you, and I'll close out with uh, a Hail Mary, since John learned it. If, if you're watching this, John, you know how to, you know how to follow along. And just uh, ask the Blessed Mother to keep taking care of us and keep showing us ways here on our native soil uh, to bless us as we share with each other and pray with each other. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And through her intercession, only God bless all of you listening, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all, and look forward to seeing you back here on Native Soil.